You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. and welcome. Thank you so much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can check out other episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and a quick warning to everybody listening to Movie Guys Podcast. Each show is spoiler-filled, and also, each episode is for mature audiences only. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Oh, it's a beautiful day. I don't know if I even want to talk about this movie. I mean, like, I was prepared to see another Mr. Saving Banks. Because Tom Hanks is a great actor, but I, I don't know. Man. Actually, real real quick, because this movie came out same weekend as Frozen 2. Now, two different movies, two different audiences, I'm sure. But why this movie and not Frozen 2? Because Frozen 2 had Frozen 1. This movie did not have Let It Go. This movie didn't even make its money back. This movie made $900,000 opening night. This movie is a bomb. Also, in the same year, the documentary was released as well. To yeah, small I didn't theaters. watch it. I, I, watched, I watched a glimpse of it. Ryan, did you see this documentary? I watched like a glimpse of it, dude. No, I have not. I have not seen. Won't you be my neighbor? I do have a question though, Jordan. Yeah. Um, how do you have such an affinity for uh, Marwin Call or Welcome to Marwin? Yeah. And you 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 don't like this movie? No, no, I don't. I don't know how to answer that question. That's uh, weird. That's a weird. This is this guys. I'll be honest with you. I think this might be my favorite movie of the year so far. Now we're it's... gonna we're getting we're getting into the season where I'm probably gonna be saying that every episode. However, yeah, you will be. This is this is probably my favorite movie so far this year. It's a hard movie to not like, uh, Jordan. The thing is, is that this movie had a lot going against it, and I still think. But Jordan, you're saying you're comparing it all automatically to Mr. Banks. Uh, what was the movie that he was? Saving Mr. Banks. Saving Mr. Banks. It's, it's Saving when Mr. he Banks. was playing Walt Disney, yeah. Guys, yeah. look, look. Wasn't there at the another dinner... one? Wasn't Finding Neverland kind of the same thing, too? Wasn't that about the, the author? Yeah, it was the of... author of Peter Pan. Wasn't that kind of the, in the same realm of this, this lesson learned story of? I think from the jump, we should really talk about Tom Hanks. Because that was one of the things that I, I wanted to discuss in this episode. Because I feel that Tom Hanks... Um, to us, to our generation, to the kids that grew up in the 90s and the early 2000s, which all three of us fall into, Tom Hanks is he's pretty iconic for us. Like We kind of grew up with his movies, Forrest Gump, Toy Story, Apollo Splash. 11. Big. <laughs> yeah, Big, Castaway. We could go like, on. He's in all these indelible movies that we've, we've seen and or like, we have these cherished, fond memories about. And, I mean, at that time, he's... Someone that reached that that upper echelon, even when like the star factor began to fade, where like a movie isn't gonna make a shit ton of money just because a certain person's in it. 
um, his movies still seemed for a while afterwards to draw money. I just want to know what your guys' thoughts are on this, like this, because he's he's kind of he's slowing down. He's nearing probably the end of his career. He's like I think he's sixty, and you know he's cha- he's taking on these pretty you know diverse roles year after year. So I mean, just what do you guys think about not only his performance in this movie, but his I guess his sort of cultural impact? Uh, I mean, I mean, first of all, you forgot my favorite Tom Hanks movie, and it's uh, Saving Private Ryan. So that's go. one. That's one that I grew up with a lot. Um, his performance in this, without a doubt, is is great. Um, it it it's it's in the same ballpark as as Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. It's just he's on the bench. He's not on the starting line. It's weird that you're comparing his performance in this movie to Joaquin's performance in Joker because, like, they're, I don't know, I don't really see a comparison between the two other than they're just really good performances. That's what I'm saying is that they're really good performances because Joaquin Phoenix doesn't walk around with fucking clown makeup and kill people and Tom Hanks doesn't walk around in a sweater and saying, howdy, neighbor. Maybe he does now when he gets his newspaper. (laughs) The difference, I really do think, is just the characters being played. We have Fred Rogers here. This is another lovable character that everybody really can well grew up with they can relate to they've learned a lesson from and what tom hanks can can do is already bring that quality to that likable quality to this character but we're not seeing like an appreciation for tom hanks after i've seen this movie i'm seeing an appreciation towards fred rogers you know and i'm able to see that through tom hanks i think he did a great job with it too but Ultimately, this this was more of a Mr. Rogers movie than it being a Tom Hanks movie, if that which makes is, sense. Which is my problem. And, okay, guys, I guess I'll just show my hand, right? I'll sure. just kind of just show it. I never grew up with Mr. Rogers. And this isn't me playing a character. This isn't me giving you guys a bunch of bullshit. I'm being as honest as I can with you. I know of Mr. Rogers, of course. I have probably seen an episode a time or two, of course. But I didn't learn anything from Mr. Rogers. I have no dog in the fight for Mr. Rogers. To me, he is as important to me as Barney was to me when I was a kid. It means nothing. It was just a kid's show. I hear you. Can I just cut you real quick and, and say that as a kid, it not a lot was retained because of the perception. You learn more as you grow up. But because of that, I think I've learned more from Mr. Rogers in my adolescence and adulthood than I ever have as a child. Valid. That's that's totally valid. And I think that's but what we got from this movie. That's where I'm kind of like sick of this because Eric, you hit it, and that that's where was my point was where I was going is that this is not a Tom Hanks movie. This is a Fred Rogers movie, and why are so many people putting this guy in a fucking pedestal? Why not, man? Don't you think he's? Don't you think this guy's worked for it? He's he's kind of earned it, deserved it. Like uh, there was a point in this movie where our character Lloyd, the the cynical journalist for Esquire magazine, right? The one Let's just, just call him Jordan because that's who he is. Yeah, basically. But his character is this one who's seen life. You know, he's lived life too, and it, it hurts, and he reacts accordingly because of that too. A, a kind of a uh, again, a very relatable character, something that you can modern character. How about that? Sure. And yeah, and uh, um, 
there's this moment where he's he's learning kind of from from Fred Rogers, you know, because of that. Ryan, I mean, I've I've never seen a complete uh, Mr. Rogers Neighborhood episode. I've I only know um, like the iconic stuff, like the the tram, that little set he has where he has the puppets, his his living room set, things like that. I've seen the video where he gave the speech in front of Congress in the 60s to get funding for PBS and like where the congressman tells him at the end of the speech that because you know because what you said I'm going to fund the program like I've seen that but I don't I've never watched an episode of Mr. Rogers Neighborhood anyway, so I don't really there was so I didn't part, really learn anything there was a part from where him. Lloyd was cynical about where he doubted just like you Jordan about Mr. Rogers. He's like, there's no way this guy can be the real deal. That's what this journey was. But the thing is, is that I've, you see, this is where I may be contradicting myself, is because I never think that I doubt Mr. Rogers. As, as, as an actual person, I don't think I'm actually doubting him, right, for all the things that he has done. Like, I learned at the dinner table tonight, because my wife's in the education field, of all the great things he's done for the world of education today. So that's really great. But it's just like in my life, in your life, Eric, and in, in Ryan's life, and definitely in Lloyd's life in this movie, nobody is this goddamn perfect. He's not perfect. He says he's not perfect. He just he projects kindness. He, he takes says in... he's not perfect, but come Jesus Christ, Ryan. Well, they alluded to when... his family, to his fatherhood, actually. There was parts where what his eldest uh, is a silent boy keeps to himself often and that his youngest i believe the words were what that he challenged him a lot yeah i there had to be cross moments i'm sure that's what a being a parent is i think that's what he was telling you about so no it can't all be uh won't you be my neighbors and cardigans here dude it's got to be you know belt's got to come off it's all in that moment where he's where they're interview uh where Lloyd is interviewing him at um, Fred's apartment in New York City, where he he asked them, well, in 73, you stopped doing the show for four years. Why did you do that? And he said, well, he thought he had said everything he had to say about children. But then when his, when his kids became teenagers, that's when he learned all these new things that were important to say, because he he had to learn them himself. Like, he made mistakes raising his children at a certain point, and he realized that. And that's what brought him back to the show. So yes, they don't tell you that he's he's done all these things, but it it's called subtlety, subtext in the script and the writing, Jordan. My good sir, don't patronize me. Second of all, <laughs> sir, I just maybe 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 my eyes are just see the world differently. You know, I don't know, but it's 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 crazy to see a man like Fred Rogers, because I did not watch the documentary, but I, I've, I've seen clips of it, and it's like, wow. And, and you know, going off of, again, about Tom Hanks' performance on this one, it's it, Tom Hanks did a good job. I mean, he, he looks like him. He acts like him. Compare, you know, they have, of course, YouTube clips, side-by-side -side comparison, and he did a great job. You get uh, choked I, up? You get any, any watery moments? No, no, because... I guess that's the biased in me because I have nothing invested. I have nothing that I cared about. Like, how about this for an example? 
because I feel like I'm rambling. I uh, said this to my wife. One of my favorite uh, movie franchises, of course, is Alien. That is precious to me. I watched that since I was a child. I did not get all bent out of shape, pissed off, and, and go berserk because of Alien Covenant. I was like, well, that fucking sucked and moved on with my life. So that's where I came into this movie. It's like I have nothing invested into this. Uh, people are going to see this movie just because they love Mr. Rogers. They don't care about the movie. They just want so to you, see Tom Hanks perform as Mr. Rogers. You don't need like a hug or anything, right? It's it's more of just the, the familiarity with the character rather than it being... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look, 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 look. I'm Some not sort of going... Some deep-rooted thing that we're, we're digging up right now? I'm not going to say that I don't think this is a good movie. I, okay. I, I'm not saying that at all. I mean, we have reviewed some shit movies this year, and this movie does not deserve to be in that category. This is not a shit movie. Hands down, it's a good, decent movie. really is. My whole argument in the fight is that I don't understand the love affair of Fred Rogers. I just don't understand it. All right, fair enough. Then maybe we could talk about it a bit more and... You can, I don't know, get a better uh, idea from, from our perspective. Right? That's why I want to learn about But see, another thing about this movie, okay, so let's talk about the movie itself, okay? So we got Lloyd's dad, right? Jerry? Dre, right? Jerry? Yeah, it's, uh, what, Chris Cooper? Is that guy? Right. Okay, guys, first of all, do you guys do research on this movie? Because I really didn't do much. Is this based on a real event? No, as a fake character. Yeah, it's inspired It's inspired by an article written by some guy. His name isn't, isn't Lloyd. Okay, because I didn't Lowell. know... Because, yes, this is a good movie, but my God, this movie became sappy. You know, the dad beats the mom, and it's like, oh, well, you know, the dad's an asshole. You know, my dad's a prick, blah, blah, blah. But my dad's actually hiding an illness, and he's going to die. And it's like, I'm I'm sitting in the theater going, oh, here we go. Sure. So he's, you know, and it's well, like. Well, the dad, the, the dad doesn't beat the mom. I don't think. He just uh, cheated yeah. on her while she was dying and yeah. abandoned her. Sorry, yes. sorry, sorry. Beat was a bad choice of word. But you know what I mean, though. It's like. Been there, done that, and I wish this movie didn't have Lloyd. How about that? I didn't care uh, about that. I would rather have seen a biography of Fred Rogers. Straight up. But the whole point, the whole point is the the whole point of the movie is you have this incredibly cynic, cynical, um, mad like this guy has this deep rooted anger that he he has trouble processing, and it's the the wholesomeness of this other man who he, when he went into meeting this guy had his viewpoint of him already set and it was changed to such a degree it changed himself now that is basically the outline for every hallmark movie however sir this stands head and shoulders above all of those i will say because it's pretty filmed because 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 the cameraman actually knew how to frame a shot is that the difference between this and a hallmark movie <laughs> Well, that, the writing, the acting, basically on every level, um, like, it's how the story is presented. You may not care about Lloyd, but he is our conduit. We we are supposed to see ourselves in him. And I think that the way the movie talks about how you're supposed to process anger, how you don't keep things in. And I know it, it's, it's hackneyed and cheesy and people say you got to let it out and stuff like that. But how it's presented to us through mr rogers uh that's what really affected me because i think that this is it's this is a great family movie and i think this is something you can show to kids um 
in the similar way that you can show uh, Mr. Rogers to the like the Mr. Rogers neighborhood to the children, and like they can learn these lessons. And it's about how you you shouldn't go through life being cynical, um, and and already have your mind made up about something. It's well, the messaging. What did he say when he was on Arsenio Hall? Uh, that everyone uh, teach everyone that every each life is precious. You know, just basically just know that everyone's just going through something and that we're all trying to get through it, man. Life is uh, fragile. Try to help each other out. It's the message that Mr. Rogers was giving. Jordan. I think that's why everyone finds him to be a little bit more contagious than most is because deep down we all want to be nice people, uh, but there's just a lot of shit that's in the world. Actually, so actually, Jordan, comparing this movie to Joker is actually, I mean, that's actually a pretty good comparison because they're both about how you respond to anger and, and, and sort of this pain that you have where Joker, he has, you know, the world has kind of rejected him. You know, so he like he internalizes it, and when he releases it, he goes on a murderous rampage. Whereas in this movie, you know, it's it's let out in a healthy way, where uh, wounds are healed and uh, bridges are mended. Look, look, guys, I I the best way I can say it is that I find the character in this movie Fred Rogers. Right? Let's let's. I'm going to try to put the real guy out of my mind and just Tom Hanks's performance as the character Fred Rogers in this movie. I find it unrealistic. I find it laughable because it is admirable, Eric, that you said that, you know, that, hey, every life's important and we know that people go through stuff and blah, 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 and that's great. But not a single freaking person actually does what Fred Rogers says to do. They're all off in each other in record numbers. They're all uh, sensitive. <laughs> they don't care. That's it's not true. true. I'd it's say oftentimes true. Fred Rogers just asks you to, to maybe think or reflect on something. Case in point, there's a moment in the restaurant that he's talking with Lloyd. Which, by the way, in that restaurant scene, uh, the actual uh, Miss Rogers, Joyce was her name? Oh, she. Uh, I mean, that's right. She was is, is actually in that restaurant scene. But... Uh, Going back to when he won his Lifetime Achievement Award in, like, 97, uh, he had a moment in that speech that they used in this movie for that scene where he told Lloyd that you, you know, the, the, the person that molded you today, you have to think about that person that influenced you today, you know, and think about whoever it is, whoever that person may be, and he gave him a moment, just a moment of silence, and it's just one of those special moments. That's all it was. Just take a moment just to think about it, Jordan, is that one person and out of anyone that you could have thought of, what do you think that person would think of that they that you thought of them? You know, like the appreciation, right? It's one of those moments, human moments. Hmm. Won't you be my neighbor? Right. I mean, guys, do you just hate happiness, Jordan? No, I, I don't hate happiness, guys. I, I just... I just, I just don't see the world that way. That's all. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm a part of the world. This is how the world is. This is me and the world, essentially. So it's, it's, it's very hard for me to grasp this concept. Um, I mean, you guys both know uh, that I've treated you guys on a personal level uh, with the shirt off my back as best as I could. 
but then you got these complete assholes in in our lives that you have to be around and it's just you try to be nice you try to be nice you try to be nice and they keep on saying here here's a plate of shit now eat it eat it eat it you know what i mean so it's it's like God damn, like if everybody would act like that, would act like, like Fred Rogers, I think things would be wonderful. That would be great. I would kill for everything to be like that. But I guess that's where when I watch this movie, it's like, God damn. Maybe, you know what it is? It's, it's probably jealousy. Because I don't think I could ever, maybe in my future. Oh, okay, well, while you, Jordan, are sitting there trying to figure out what emotions are, I'm going to go ahead and say that there's one part of the movie, there's That's one good. part of the movie that, that threw me off, and that was Lloyd's little nightmare scene. I found it to be a little kind of um, off and unnecessary. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? He had like some sort of weird moment where he like hallucinated that he went on the show and kind of had like this moment with his mom in the... Uh, he goes, to the, he goes to the land of make-believe, and he turns into old rabbit. And all yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. It was it was a little jarring. Seemed a little, uh, you know, a little like, what the hell's going on here? Come on, Ryan. This is your one of your favorite movies of the year so far. Defend this scene. I don't think Oh, I did. said it was jarring. Just because I think it's one of my favorite movies of the year doesn't mean I think everything about it's perfect. Bullshit. Like that's a that's a weird that's a weird <laughs> uh, logical fallacy. Every the, scene I, I, in Aliens is perfect, sir. It, right, that's your favorite movie of all time. I'm talking about this is my this is probably my favorite movie of the year. Fine, every have, scene in Joker is amazing, sir. Hey, whoa, okay, that, that's a flat out Listen, lie. The the scene was supposed to show the dude's torment, what he's going through right now. I I, I get it. I it just seemed kind of. For the theme that the movie was going, it just seemed like a, a quick left turn, you know? Yeah, it made it seem like he, he feared Mr. Rogers, like he feared Fred instead of, like, it's, it's I guess, I mean, the defense of it would be, like, it's it, it's the, the moment before he realizes he needs to open and embrace what's being said to him. Uh, but again, yeah, it is a weird way to present, especially in what, what we, the context that we've seen everything so far. I do like, however, I do think it's a nice, um, a nice aesthetic choice where the transition shots, where people, like, you know, people normally just be riding in a taxi, on a bus, walking somewhere, whatever. A lot of those are presented um, with that like stop motion um, uh, diorama. Is that the word it's called? I don't know. Scale model, like what Fred Rogers used on his show. Yeah. Like with the trolley and the mountains and things like that. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, it's cute. Because it's the whole movie is presented like it's an inside an episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It really did uh, seem to be that way, which is why that little nightmare scene was weird. But yeah, it seemed like it was just going to be um, kind of just a, a long Mr. Rogers episode. Yeah, I mean, he starts out uh, right at the front of the movie telling you the main theme that we're going to go through is about how you let go of anger. Um, and then wraps it around. I'm curious though what you guys thought about because there's a moment when he's getting interviewed by Lloyd in his in um, his apartment and he asks you know he tells Lloyd there's ways you can um, express your anger and one of the examples he uses is you can um, hit all the low keys on the on the piano at the same time you know, boom boom and then at the end of the movie when everything's all said and done 
um, he goes and plays the piano and he hits the, those notes twice and then he starts playing it. Like he pauses and then he starts playing again. Why do you guys think he's angry? I just think it's supposed to show you that this, this man who we are shown to be this shining light can have another side. He's allowed to. And I think that was the only part of the movie where we got to see it. Uh, I am actually going to agree with Eric on that one. That's that's just a chance for us that's to an see another side. There. Yeah, yeah. And also, yes, Eric, you're right. Agreeing with you was always the easy answer. You could have uh, said something else, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to piggyback off of you, dude. That that just seems like the smart choice. Do you have maybe a different opinion, Ryan? Does that sound? You want to join the join the Jordan Club? I was trying to think about like that's that's because that's the end of the movie so that's the thing that that's the last thing you see the literally the lights fade out on that image and I I the thing I've been trying to figure out is like why is he angry and it's I mean the implication that I took was that he's angry all the time but I don't think that's true because that's I mean that would be a weird that would be a weird 180 on the character right at the end. Um, so I, I, I didn't really, I couldn't really figure out why he did it. Cause like leading into it, there's not really anything that should make him angry. So that he was a sharpshooter, right? It's cause all those men he killed, he just sees their ghosts constantly. He's haunted by them. He's haunted okay. by, he's, he's haunted by the ghost. That's why he has to be polite because if he's angry, then it's, they, they come after him. It's like when Mario, when he, when he looks at Boo. You know, then he doesn't go, but when he turns away, then Boo comes after him. That that right there is a true story. Can we make a sequel to this? So Mr. Rogers was haunted his entire life by ghosts of yes. the men he killed. Yes, and then the house that he grew up in was sold in the 70s, and this family moved in, and it's the conjuring. Got it! They can call it Won't Boo Be My Neighbor. There we go. Boom. Speaking of which, guys, let's get into our popcorn ratings now with that note. Let's go with you, Ryan, since this is your favorite movie of the year so far. I'm sure Knives Out right. will be your second favorite movie, and then Dolomite. And... But anyway, Probably. Ryan, what is your popcorn rating for Won't You Be My Neighbor? I'm going to give this no, I'm a sorry. surprise. Not Won't You Be My Neighbor. I'm going to interrupt you. Ryan, what is your popcorn rating for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood? There you go. There we go. I'm going to I'm going to give this one a large combo number 1. It's a large drink, large popcorn, oh. candy on the side. Oh Nachos my. and uh, cheese and a pretzel? The pretzels at the place I go suck, so no, we're not going to do that. But nachos but and cheese. Nachos and cheese as well, yeah. Okay, all right. Good choice. The, I, I this so I I have a um I am I could be described as a cynical person. Um I do I do like to think the the best in people, but it's my natural reaction to be skeptical and and cynical. But this movie is about wholesomeness. It's about you know defeating and kind of pushing away the cynicism and, and, and embracing a, a a happiness that's just naturally there. Um, you you know you may have to, people may have to work at it to get that happiness uh, and to stop being angry and cynical and. I think this is a good movie that you can show to people and, and they can hopefully like they, they can see the process of that and they can actually learn something on an emotional level. And it's very rare that you see movies nowadays at, at the movie theater that are about these sort of things. This, this isn't about a large scale. It's not about like, you know, a society 
um, discarding people. It's not about, you know, aliens having to be stopped from destroying Earth by a group of, of superheroes. It's a very small story about very small people. But it, 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 the what it deals with, I think, on the emotional level is really what put it over the top for me. Um, Tom Hanks is most likely going to get nominated for an Oscar for this movie. It's going to be well-deserved. Um, I really enjoyed Chris Cooper in this movie. I think he's, like, at this point... Like, he's an Oscar winner, but he's very underrated. You don't really see him a whole lot in stuff anymore. Um, and I Character guess, I actors the... usually are. I think people with, with big range like that or character actors usually can fall under... Um, yeah, because I, I think the last big thing I saw him in was The Town, and that was almost a decade ago. Um, I mean, there might be <laughs> stuff in between, but I mean, that's like the last good movie I, I've seen him in. But yeah, oh, this is this is by, by far and away, I think, my favorite movie of the year. Nice, 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 sir. All right, Eric, what is your popcorn rating for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood? I enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed it a lot. I gave it a large bag. Uh, there, I did not watch the show as a kid. It was more of a, a sleepy time show to put on the background, put you to sleep real quick, and it did the job. But, like I said before, um, getting to know Fred Rogers, the, the person, it puts a lot of... It just... You learn a lot more with that. You know, his attitude helps a lot more than, than anything else, whether it be for, well, kids of any age. How about that? That's why I like this movie. It's a large bag. Uh, I think that there was just a lot there for everybody. I think that the character, Lloyd, um, didn't take anything away from the movie. I think it was necessary that he was in it. I, I liked that he had small conflicts with his family, with his wife. Uh, you know, just kind of things like that at work. He's just constantly uh, at all these angles, just conflicted. So it was just enjoyable. Um, again, that middle part was a little, little weird, but it anything that, that ruined the movie. Um, and Tom Hanks did a, a fantastic job. He's going to get a nod for sure. But then again, most actors who do uh, the biopics do. So, yeah. Large bag. Ryan, what popcorn rating do you think I'm going to give this movie? A small bag? Wow. I'm going to give this one a large. Okay. And I know it's going to piss you off, but I would like for you to go back and listen to the episode. I did not bash this movie. I said at the beginning of this episode that I liked this movie. This is a good movie. We have reviewed worse movies. Um, my complaint was just as Fred Rogers as the person and me trying to get involved into the movie. The movie technically is amazing. Um, I think Tom Hanks did a great job. I knew Tom Hanks was going to do a job. What was it, about a year ago? IMDb released the poster or a still of the movie, and I showed my wife, and I was like, this guy's fucking Fred Rogers. I mean, like, it is a really, 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 really good movie. It really is. Um, I guess my heart's just not invested into this as much as it would be to a Joker because a Joker kind of character, a Joker kind of movie uh, is more appealing to me and it, it, it speaks to me more than a lollipops and gumdrops. Because you hate happiness, yeah. Sure. <laughs> if you want to say that Jordan hates happiness, that's fine. But what I like 
is to deep deep is to dig deeper into a person's psyche and to learn more about the wise than just to sit there and just have a Santa Claus figure. But I don't think this movie is bad. I think this movie is really really good and this movie deserves a large bag because we have reviewed some fucking dreck this year. <laughs> no, I mean you're you mean you're entitled to say like large bag or whatever, but I feel like you're saying that you didn't bash the movie, but you're saying that you can't buy into the central conceit or or theme of the movie just because the the guy we get all this through is too angelic. And I think that's kind of weird that you're saying that, but then also giving it a large bag. Because I recognize a good movie when I see it. How long have we been doing podcasts? On and off for 10 fucking years? I've seen a lot of fucking movies. I don't know. I just thought, are these supposed to be like, I thought these were subjective, not objective Wow. Look, my opinion is that this is a good movie. I recognize a good movie when I see it. But my attitude, how about this? I probably just had a bad attitude going into this. I probably had a biased opinion saying, well, I don't know. Not, I, I don't care about Fred Rogers as a person, so let's just see what Tom Hanks does with the role. Probably that's what it was, more than likely. But I don't, I don't disagree that this is a bad, this movie is a good movie. 100% a good movie. It's just what I'm trying to get is that a movie like a Joker movie speaks to me more because I want to dig deeper into that kind of a psyche because I care more about that. And I want to know why a person would go one way compared to a Mr. Rogers way. I think and I think that's one of the reasons why Joker is more is a billion dollar grossing movies because it's easier to sink into madness and anger than it is to let it go and forgive. It, which is what this movie is about. Which is, which is very, it, it's true. It's very, very hard to forgive because, my God. Because uh, everyone you know. in this world is angry at something. They have anger at something inside them. And it's it's about, like, it's what you ch- how you choose to present it. And it's, like I said, it's easier to just dive into the anger and, and release it through violence, which is what Joker's about. And this one is, this movie is about deciding making the conscious choice to let like let it go well i am so glad that you have found a new way of thinking of life sir it makes me happy i mean that's that's honestly like this is how he talks about anger is how i've like how i talked to my wife about it how i talked like i think i talked to you about it the same exact way it's like it's how you choose to present it is what how you define your anger you know, this is why I love you, because you just you just frustrate me to the point of I just want to. Uh, <laughs> I love you. You're a good buddy, man. I love it. I, Thank you. I don't know if you need more Fred Rogers in your life or more Jesus, but I'm gonna go ahead and say both. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Oh, that was fucking good. Well, everybody, thank you so much, like we say at the end of episode, for downloading us, guys. And don't forget, it is voting season here for Movie Guys Podcast. Just go to movieguyspodcast.pombe.com. Click on the right side of the page that says vote. You can vote for your opinion of the best, worst actor, actresses, film, worst film. You, have, you also can vote on your fan favorite uh, episode that we have done this year. We want to hear from you because your vote matters. The host here of Movie Guys Podcast does not vote. We want to hear from you. So in just a few short weeks, 
uh, before Christmas, we will release our end of the year special. We will not be reviewing a movie. We'll talk about the votes that you casted. Right now, we have over about 2,000 votes that have been submitted so far. Thank you so much, fans. And we can't wait to hear more of what you guys have to say. Uh, and Ryan and Eric, thank you so much for joining me for the discussion of Won't You Be My Neighbor? And we'll be back next week for Knives Out. Have a good night.